Hey listeners, quick question. Are you tired of overpaying for your mobile plan? I've got the answer. Ting Mobile. Ting Mobile is all about flexibility and savings. You only pay for what you use, no crazy fees or overages. It's perfect for those who want control over their phone bill without s- sacrificing quality. Say goodbye to bloated phone bills. Go to foxcitiesmm.com slash ting. Ting Mobile. Mobile that makes sense. You're listening to Fox City's Murder and Mayhem, your bi-weekly dose of true crime history in a small rural community of Wisconsin. Hey everybody, welcome to Fox City's Murder and Mayhem. I'm Eric Walterkins. I'm Gavin Schmidt. And Gavin has actually got his Fox City's Murder and Mayhem book sitting out in front of him today, so I'm guessing we're getting a story from the book. Well, it's actually your copy of the book. It is my uh, copy, yes. But uh, yeah... We are, um, and I don't even need the book, but I just kind of, I'm going to be skimming as I go to make sure I don't miss anything important. Uh, but you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to read out of the book because you can buy the book. And, but, am, and am I seeing, are we hearing about the Appleton Butcher? It yep. Looks like? We're doing the Appleton Butcher this time, which is one of the most popular stories in the book. Uh, and, and I'm going to just do this thing here. No. And he's opening a drink. Oh, that was lackluster. <laughs> that that was. Okay. I've got a, a Black Stag double shot latte here, um, which is not a not an aristocrat brandy, but it is a delicious coffee beverage that is made right in Nina, Wisconsin, right in the Fox Cities. So Really? Yep. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, oh, it is. Cool. Well, at least it's that's where they put it in the can. I guess I don't know where they make it. But it's canned in Nina. And uh I'm not saying that uh, that they should be a sponsor, but they should probably be a sponsor okay. because I would drink one of these every time <laughs> if they if they were. And if they wanted to be a sponsor, Gavin would probably just let them give them a free drink, and he wouldn't even ask for money to be a sponsor. No, I don't. Not, I don't want money. I I just I legitimately enjoy these beverages. Mm. Giving away free sponsorships. Ah, that's good. Caffeine and chocolate. That's those are like my two favorite things. All right, Appleton Butcher. So. When I put the uh, Fox City's Murder and Mayhem book together, um, for those who have the book, they know this. Um, most of the stories in the book are pretty old. They're like 1900, 1920, thereabouts. Um, but the Appleton Butcher was the exception. I wanted there to be one story that was more recent. Um, as we've talked about in the past, I don't like going too recent because then it gets weird where there's family members and you know, I don't want someone to get upset, but but I also didn't want the book to be stories that were all so old that nobody remembered them. I mean, that's as fun as that is for me. It maybe isn't fun for the reader, mm-hmm. but a lot of people know the Appleton Butcher story. It was a pretty big deal when it happened. All right. So the golden question is, when did it happen? When did it happen? Well, because I have the book in front of me. I can tell you, it was September 25th, 1967. Wow, that is quite recently. It is. It is pretty recently, but it falls within my rule of it must be 50 years old. Okay. It's 50 years old. For those keeping track, it's 1971. So we're, we squeaked in there. Yeah. And this is the second story we've had from the 60s, because as I recall, Wayne, and his last name is not coming to me what's that with? pratt but yes yeah, Wayne pratt was yes. also in the 60s correct? He was, i believe that's 63 yes yeah. okay <laughs> the appleton butcher story so we start out at saint joseph catholic school 
which is on South Elm Street in Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, it's not very far off from downtown College Avenue. I mean, if you're from Appleton or the Appleton area, you probably know St. Joe's. Uh, some people like to use it as a parking spot when they go downtown. <laughs> anyway, we're on the playground. There's a bunch of elementary kids out there. Um, and there's four boys who find a brown paper sack. And they're kicking the brown paper sack around because that's what you do when you're a kid is you <laughs> you kick stuff around and you throw things. and We've all done this before. We all, well, we've all done this. We make our own fun, come up with our own games on the playground. The principal of the school is like, well, what the heck? What are you guys doing? She takes away the bag and she opens it and she looks inside. And do you know what she finds? I'm going to guess some body part. Yes. I don't know what body part, but but a head, a uh, hand, a uh, foot, something. Okay. You got it right on the third try. It is a foot. Okay. <laughs> it, it's 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 part of a foot with five toes still attached. So whoever whoever uh, put this foot in this bag, I mean, they didn't cut it off like at the ankle. It was just a kind of a sloppy job. Um, but it, anyway, it was recognizable as a human foot. Principal wasn't too thrilled about. Yeah, understandably, right? And definitely not the kind of thing that you want the kids to uh, be playing with. And the kind of the funny thing is I did not put the names of the kids in the book. I know the names of the kids. I have the police report. It's in there. But the funny thing is, is not only are they in the police report, they're actually in the newspaper. And I am surprised that the newspaper printed the names of these four kids that were kicking it around. Um, but I didn't put them in there because and, because at least two, if not all four, because I've met one of them. And I mean, they're still alive. And yeah, I, I, I don't that wanna... was going to be my question. It would seem as to assume that they would all be alive. Yeah. Yeah. So. These guys are all like in their like early mid 60s at this point. So they, for all I know, they're all four are still alive. And I was like, ah, I don't really want to put living people's names in the book. So I left that up. Plus, plus your kids, you know, but uh the information's available if you want to know who the kids were. Starts off there. Then she turns in, the principal turns in the bag, you know, to the authorities, like you do. Uh, they're also concerned, because normally finding a foot in a bag is not a good sign. Mm -hmm. But that's just the beginning. Over the next few days, they find other paper bags around the downtown area, hiding in alleys, behind businesses, in a ravine. And in all these bags, what do we find? A different body part. Different body parts. Fun. Fun stuff. Well, this gets some headlines, uh, not surprisingly, because people don't know what's going on. They don't know. Is this one body in many pieces? Are these several different bodies? What is this? Who did it? Who's dead? Nobody knows. It's a mystery. Do they have the technology at this point in time to really know if it's just one body or? I don't know if that's technology. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah like I see what do you're they saying. have the capabilities of truly knowing whether it's it's uh, the same body or or is it kind of they just got to kind of look at the body parts and be like, yeah, it looks like the same body. That's a great question. Um, I mean, I assume you would just put the pieces together and see if they came from the same person, but I don't know. I mean, they probably could do like a blood type and if they found two hands they could match the hands mm, yeah um but yeah i don't know i don't know how you match a foot to a hand that's, yeah exactly that's a good good question i don't know well anyway so they're finding these pieces uh there there's some problems uh you know because 
Who did this? Where did they come from? At one time, they found an entire leg bone wrapped in wax paper. Sometimes they find the bags because before they find the bags, they find huge swarms of flies. Because guess what? Flies like bags of body parts. People are getting scared because not only is there this going on, but it's going on in downtown Appleton. It's not like, you know, some rural area. Not that that's better, but, you know, it's right in the middle where everybody works and goes mm-hmm. to eat and everything else. Like, they're like, holy crap, there's somebody chopping up people here. <laughs> well, they eventually get wind of what might be going on because they get a tip from a neighbor that an old lady has been digging around in her garden, which is not unusual for old ladies to dig around in their garden. But apparently this looked really suspicious because she was putting burlap sacks in her garden. Okay. And so the police go and talk to her. And the house is no longer there. But it's roughly where the Appleton Post Office is today. Okay. And they go to talk to her, and she's a little silly. She's not right in the head. And, you know, they ask her, they're like, can we dig in your garden? And she's like, yeah, I don't don't care. Go ahead. I mean, I dig in my garden all the time. (laughs) Whatever. Um, So one of the detectives digs a little bit in the garden, and... um, Finds a burlap sack. And what do you suppose is in the burlap sack? Another body part. Another body part. Uh, So he's like, holy crap. Uh, Okay, I think we got something here. So he calls in, you know, some other guys. They put up the perimeter. They get some shovels. They get some lights. And they spend the whole night digging up the yard where they find several pieces uh, in the yard. Well, this actually turns out to be kind of a good thing. Because when they're all done with this, although they find many, many pieces, uh, they realize it is probably just the one guy. Okay. So so people are feeling a little better now. Like, okay, there aren't a dozen people getting chopped up around town. That's good. And we now know who probably did it because this is an old lady burying it in her own yard. But, you know, then they got to kind of get to the bottom of this. So they figure out pretty quickly that it's... Her husband. Yeah, I'm assuming that would be it. Yeah. And her story, again, she's not quite right in the head. But her story is, you know, that he was mistreating her and this and that. And they would have fights. And um, just it wasn't a happy situation. But there was a weird point where the police couldn't quite be sure if she killed him or cut him up. Or if he just died. Or if he just died. Because they were elderly. Mm-hmm. So maybe he had a heart attack, and then she cut him up because she's not right in the head. <laughs> so maybe she's like, "Oh, now I gotta get rid of this body." And instead of calling the police, the ambulance, the undertaker, like a normal person would do, she decides to get rid of the body. Now, even if you know she's not right in the head and she's going to bury him in the yard, which is one thing. Probably shouldn't be putting him in bags and throwing him in children's playgrounds. And that's what was going to be. So was she actually just dropping bags around town or did they like blow out of her garden or something? No, she was going around just leaving them random places. Places. Yeah. So now the police were kind of, well, police and the prosecutor were kind of stuck in this weird place where like they didn't know what to charge her with. Like we want to charge her with murder, but we don't know if she actually murdered anybody. And 
Like, there's not really enough left to be sure because you can't. I mean, how do you tell how the guy died when mm-hmm. he's like in all and these pieces? Pieces, yeah, yeah. So they didn't know, and she has a complete breakdown. She ends up going to Saint Elizabeth Hospital. Um, they put her. I don't even know if they had a segregated, you know, mental ward at that point, but whatever. Put her in there, and the police are on like twenty-four hour guard outside, and the doctors keep telling them like you can't even question her because she has no idea what's going on and they stand out there and eventually they do get to question her and her answers are so incoherent like they couldn't tell one way or the other and ultimately i think they kind of decided that she had not killed him she had just dismembered him which again is still a crime mm-hmm. you cannot be chopping up dead bodies and you cannot be leaving them in random places that is not okay but they didn't know how to bring her to trial because she wasn't right in the head so it just kind of faded away after a while so she never really even got tried for this no anything no and it was weird uh so i got the i got the police report and it was actually kind of weird like it was one of the not that it was that hard to get the police report but it was a little harder than it is sometimes because it was in this weird gray area where if a case is solved, that's public, the public file. Mm-hmm. And if a case is unsolved, most departments will give it to you after a certain period of time. Or if they won't, like the state will say you should probably give it to them. So you might have to like argue with them a little bit, but they'll give it to you. But this was a weird one because like it was basically solved. But she had never gone to trial. Yeah. So it sat in this weird area where it wasn't solved, but it wasn't unsolved. It just sat in, <laughs> in in the police file and like this, we don't know how to categorize this. So it, it took a little bit to get it released because they didn't know what to do. But it, but they did ultimately get it. And uh, it's a weird file because when they couldn't get her to go to trial, you know, they kind of looked into like the background and stuff and. Um, some of it they 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 crossed out so i didn't get like i got probably 95 percent of it but they crossed out some of it because it was medical information mm-hmm. but she had some strange medical history because apparently this family or at least this couple was completely against going to the hospital taking medications anything like that which isn't really that unusual but it it didn't end up very well in this situation. Yeah. Uh, so they're looking through her history and like just this whole history of like her having medical problems, not getting them taken care of. And then, of course, her mental health is declining and not getting it taken care of and see where that ends up. I, I don't really know what the point of this uh, this is other than um, if you or a loved one um, is experiencing mental distress, <laughs> please see your doctor. Yeah. Uh, because uh, mental health is is important and a serious thing, and uh, you don't want it to get worse, or you may dismember your spouse and put them in your garden. Um, And around the city. And around the city. Too. Which, uh, you know, ultimately it turned out, it's kind of anticlimactic, because it's like, oh, it's just an old lady and her husband. But for those few days there when they didn't know, holy, holy crap. crap. They were probably freaking out. Yeah, yeah. the city, I mean, it, everybody, everybody was scared. And then later on, they're, 
there was a rhyme, and I don't know the rhyme. I've only heard bits and pieces of it. No joke intended there with the bits and pieces part. <laughs> but uh, people have told me that there was a rhyme going around at the time that starts out like, who found the toes at Old St. Joe's? And and it and it goes off on a, on this like thing about the different body parts around town. And I kind of wish I knew it because I would totally. I would, oh, we I would have tell got to find here. somebody that would remember this rhyme. Yeah, but I don't. I've never heard the whole thing. I've only just heard people remember parts of it. And uh, but it, yeah, it became a little part of of Appleton folklore after that. That is crazy. Yeah. So now, okay, so this lady has never tried. Do they no. get her? Do they get her like put into a? mental facility or something or does she basically just live out her life in her house and she basically lives out her life at st elizabeth hospital oh so so it was that bad that yeah that i mean they weren't even going to release her from the hospital Mm -hmm. so was it do you know was it shortly after this all that like was she already on death's door basically or she was pretty old um i'm sure that's in here okay well i don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bother wasting too much time looking at them. But I mean they they're they're old. They're old, so yeah. So probably, not, I mean when I say old, I mean I'm not like saying like sixty, sixty five. I mean they were like eighties, nineties, yeah. and in the sixties that's extremely old. I'm oh sure, so. I mean it's yeah, it's I don't know about extremely. I mean, come on. We might have older <laughs> listeners. Let's be respectful. <laughs> but But in the sixties, I mean, you know, there wasn't a ton of people living to that age that's true you know that's, that's true. what i mean by it yeah so okay so if, if i did offend anybody that's all i'm saying is is that life expectancy isn't what it was back then or back then wasn't it what it is now so. well that's true i yeah. mean because i mean in the 60s if you for example had cancer uh, you probably weren't making it out the other side right uh and now a lot of people do so, so yeah you're right well that is an inter- interesting one so i mean i don't not probably not what anybody expected at the beginning you know no probably expecting a major serial killer running around town but it, that's what people thought yeah and i am going to i have some ideas of people to ask for this rhyme so we may be back in a future episode with okay. this rhyme is. so <laughs> great yeah we're gonna actually make a phone call right after this podcast wow so so all right well um, Gavin, you want to hit them with a little bit of contact information? Sure. They want to reach out? Sure. So uh, for this podcast, you can go to foxcitiesmm.com. Um, it's really no reason to go there. It's the only thing there is the podcast, yep. which you're already listening to. <laughs> but it does exist. Um, you can email me, milwaukeemafia at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook under my name. Um or if you like typing it out, it's facebook.com slash Milwaukee Mafia. Pretty much anything Milwaukee Mafia should come back to me or us. So there's that. Uh, and just a heads up for, for the future episodes, I already know what the next two episodes are. Oh, you want to give them a sneak peek? I'm going to give them a sneak peek because the next two are somewhat related. Okay. Uh, it's not a two-parter. So just to be clear, you don't need to listen to two, both parts. But I'm going to tell one story, and then I'm going to tell a second story, and they're two cousins who were murdered. Not at the same time, not two things that were related, like they weren't killed for the same reason or anything like that. But I'm just going to tell them back to back, because it's two cousins from the same family who were murdered. It's just kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah, so 
we're going to put those together. Uh, like I said, not really a two-parter, but just because I feel like they should be told close together. And I don't know, Gavin, have you gotten any reach out from anybody about this podcast? Uh, not as much as the other one. But yeah. but so people have contacted about it. So I've, I've so had people say they listen. They've listened. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so please do reach out if you do have questions about any of the stories or maybe... You know, eventually I think Gavin is going to run out of content. So. No. No? Okay, no. maybe he won't. But if you do know a, <laughs> know a crime that you think should be part of this podcast, send it to him. And hey. he'll tell you when he's going to get around to it. If we ever run out of murders, uh, which is going to take a while, I mean, we got bank robberies. We got, I mean, you know, I don't even know. I'm not thinking that far ahead. Yeah. We got enough murders for the first year. So, I mean, <laughs> whatever. We're we're good for a while so all right cool everybody well thanks for tuning in we'll be back in two weeks with another episode thank you thanks for tuning in to fox city's murder and mayhem join us in two weeks for another exciting episode of murder and mayhem